You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics, ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I hope everyone has had an excellent week to date. Um, I've had a pretty relaxing week. I took a mental health day yesterday, which was a lovely way to spend my day. Um, I relaxed, which was nice, and I feel like I'm going to be doing uh, much the same this afternoon. I had one of those night sleeps where you are literally like can't fall asleep can't fall asleep every small sound is like waking you up and then you're like shit I'm so exhausted so I'm I'm feeling a little bit like for today's episode so I apologize if my energy levels are a little low but um I really really needed to come to you today with this episode there are two things that I want to share with you today that have really been on my mind and bothering me enough that I'm kind of losing a bit of sleep over it. These are just sort of current events linked to other stuff that I want to share. So I want to bring more topics of this nature to the podcast because I think current events are very important and it's important that we're up to date with current events. There have been some recent developments with two very notable iconic women and I guarantee you you probably haven't heard of this yet because this is brand new so some of this stuff was breaking yesterday um it is Wednesday the 7th of December Siri she always pipes up Wednesday the 7th of December oh my god itchy nose yet again so some of this stuff was from Actually, both of these things were from yesterday. One was late last night, as I was kind of unable to sleep. I fell down a bit of a rabbit hole. And then the other was breaking yesterday day. Hang about and uh, let me catch you up on some stuff that I've learned. I want to kick off with something that has recently come out surrounding Marilyn Monroe. I'm going to give you a bit of a background briefing because... um, (sighs) I feel like a lot of people know who she is, but they didn't know a lot about um, who she was as an individual and maybe associated her with an image or um, something that was kind of developed by um, the media, if you like. So I just want to give you a little bit of insight into her life. And then I want to share with you two pieces of information that have recently come to light that have left me feeling super, super uneasy. Okay, so let's do her background. So, you know, everybody knows of Marilyn Monroe. Everybody knows the infamous picture where she's in the dress and she's over the the air grate thing where the trains go under or the tubes or whatever they're called. And she's holding her dress, this big white flowy dress down and all the rest of it. 
she was an iconic figure in the 1950s and 60s and she was actually born in 1926 and she actually passed away in 1962 so um quite some time ago now but also not right Marilyn was one of the first and probably most popular sex symbols and this was unusual for the time because um you know the 1950s and 60s was a conservative time or when you compare it to today's times awfully conservative so this sex symbol status was a really new thing to Hollywood she has starred in what in in so many movies she was actually the top billed actress for over a decade between the 50s and 60s let me tell you a little bit about her because I don't think a lot of people know the ins and outs she had a really rough life she was born in LA and she grew up there as well her childhood was really quite tragic her mother had mental health illnesses and was hospitalized for a very long time or institutionalized if you'd like so she spent a lot of her childhood in and out of foster homes she, I think there's somewhere cited you know 12 foster homes over a few years and she was also in an orphanage so she she had a very um very difficult upbringing she actually got married at the age of 16. <laughs> so that's very, very young. Probably not for back then. Um, the marriage itself lasted four years and then they were divorced. She, she had two other marriages as well that lasted a couple of years in length. Ideally, she, she started her career as a pinup model. This led to some minor roles in film, but it really wasn't until the 1950s that her career really took off. She actually signed a contract with uh, 20th Century Fox and Columbia Pictures, and then the next two years with this whirlwind for her, starring in, you know, um, movie after movie after movie um, and she was placed into a lot of popular roles as well and popular films. Very iconic looking back at them now. As with every piece of fame, most people fall into some sort of scandal of some description for her it was um, prior to signing these contracts with these production companies she had actually posed nude for photographs and um, these surfaced later on during her career however the scandal actually ended up working in her favor because it actually built up this more infamous sex symbol status for her which rocketed her even further forward throughout her career she actually struggled with uh, drug addiction and a lot of mental health issues in her later career, these challenges started to impact her work. So she was frequently absent from set during filming. And one in particular, uh, when she was filming the movie Let's Make Love, and it actually impacted the production of the film. Production times were taking longer because of her illnesses. And she actually had an alleged, an alleged affair with a co-star on set. She kept moving from movie to movie. And from what I could see in her timeline, she was filming movies like no tomorrow. She was on set for one, she was on set for the next. And it was just this continual rinse and repeat for her. With that obviously comes being burnt out and mental health and all the rest of it. So nowadays we have a lot more visibility and we understand that these things pop up. And I talk, I'll talk about the next person as well. And same sort of themes, same sort of story, except this person is we hope alive but it's the same sort of thing that we see with very popular famous people whether it's musicians actresses or whatever it might be 
Anyway, in her later career, she actually started suffering from gallstones. I have not had them, but I have known people that had them and they're apparently horrific like the most debilitating pain ever you end up in hospital on like morphine for it her drug addiction continued to grow as well so she was actually taking large amounts of sedatives and sleeping pills she was usually so out of it on set while she was filming that she was usually asleep when the makeup was being applied to her before she actually went and had to film. In her later career, there was a period where she was hospitalized for a a drug detox, trying to get her off all of these kind of sedatives and sleeping pills that she was taking. Her health issues continued and um, she ended up having her gallbladder removed and she had surgery for an endometriosis and she spent about four weeks in hospital for depression. There was a prolonged period of about six weeks where she was really too sick to work she saw a lot of doctors however the production company slash studio that she was employed with cracked the shits and said you know um, these prolonged illnesses are pushing out the filming of these movies and it's having a really negative impact on budget Anyway, they tried pressuring her to return to work and she, she was she was sick right she was super sick and um when when they were that was kind of met with resistance the production company went out publicly and said oh she's faking it so the the whole the whole basis of this is she just doesn't feel like working and she's faking it which was far from the truth right she was sick this girl was probably run into the ground from not only a physical standpoint but a mental standpoint so she was not well during this period of not being well she did get a little bit better And on the 19th of May in 1962, you had Marilyn on stage singing that infamous happy birthday, Mr. President, on stage to John Kennedy as an early birthday celebration at Madison Square Garden in New York. Um, And this is where she wore that beige dress that was like skin tight, covered in rhinestones with the effect of her looking naked. And this is the, the dress that Kim Kardashian war and trashed so (laughs) very uh notable piece of history that has been absolutely trashed by somebody with too much money don't get me started on the kardashians do not get me started her filming continued and she was filming something's gotta give where she was actually swimming naked in a swimming pool. Pictures were taken to promote the film. Following this, she became sick again. The production company decided to fire her because they couldn't have another film running behind or over budget. And they decided to sue her for $750,000 in damages. It was clear in Marilyn's later stages of her career, her health took a decline dramatically and this started impacting her career in her final months she was living at a house in brentwood which is an outer suburb of la i believe um she had a housekeeper who occasionally stayed overnight on the evening of the 4th of august 1962 the housekeeper allegedly woke at 3 a.m and had a feeling that something was wrong i don't know uh look you sometimes get a gut feel but to wake up at three and be like something's uh, anyway right I don't know <laughs> I'm not the woman I don't know 
So she gets up and she sees a light underneath Marilyn's bedroom door and she knocks and there's no answer. So she tries to enter, but the door itself is locked. Um, and so she continued to knock and call Marilyn and obviously nobody came to the door. She, for some bizarre reason, calls Marilyn's psychiatrist. The psychiatrist arrives and breaks into the bedroom via a window and they find Marilyn dead in her bed. Next, they call her GP, who arrives around 3.50 a.m. and pronounces her dead. However, at 4.25 a.m., the LA police were finally notified. So it's said that she died somewhere between 8.30 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. on August 4th. A toxicology report showed that her cause of death was excessive sedatives and sleeping pills. Apparently there were numerous empty bottles found next to her on the bed and she was face down with a telephone in her hand. An accidental overdose was ruled out because of the volume of pill bottles that were found and then the fact that when they ran bloods she had several times the lethal limit of sedatives and sleeping pills in her system. There's a question around whether this was suicide. We get into it in a little bit when I explain some of the, the theories. Anyway, her doctors reported after her death that she had severe fears, frequent depression, abrupt and unpredictable mood um, changes often. Apparently there were several times in the past where she had intentionally overdosed. People have come out later saying it was an attention thing. Look, you never know the motivation of the individual, whether it's for attention or whether they're actually trying to get the job done. So I don't think it's anyone's place to kind of say, oh, she was doing it for attention. This girl had attention. I doubt she needed more. <laughs> so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit icked by that. The coroner and police determined that there was no foul play and her death was listed as probable suicide her funeral was being arranged and her body arrives at the morgue the morticians had to perform surgery on her face and neck to reduce the swelling because as she was face down for such a long period of time there was um all this uh, swelling and, and large kind of lumps and there were these um bruised spots on her face and neck she was apparently completely unrecognizable and her body was in extremely poor condition. Apparently, the description of her has come out recently um, from an individual who was, who was there at the time and her hair was really short and frizzy, which was not common for her. She had those beautiful waves in her hair um, and yes, she was blonde, that was bleach blonde she actually had darker hair than that um, but she's known for having this beautiful hair her hair had apparently not been bleached for some time so there was this you know um, like extension of regrowth in her hair apparently her legs were unshaven um, her lips were badly chafed and her nails and toenails were a complete mess which was not her usual appearance. I'm not saying that shaving your legs or not shaving your legs is a good or bad thing. I'm just saying that they, for her, all of these things were 
um, unusual. Her funeral was held on the 8th of August and it was very private. I believe there was um, only the closest of friends and family there. It was like something like 30 people. And then she was entombed at crypt number 24 at the Corridor of Memories. The biggest facts that we know about Marilyn was she was an uh, a stunningly beautiful woman she was a sex one of the very first sex symbols and she was exploited she had severe addiction and mental health issues but she was exploited and part of this exploitation did come when Hugh Hefner published her nudes in Playboy um, without her consent and that was something that was kind of just released anyway she was exploited to no end. There are a few conspiracy theories. I just will cover them very briefly before I get to the new information that surfaced. There are so many theories. I believe there is a new autobiography that's either just come out or is just about to come out on her life. And I know they dive into this at great detail. And just please note, this is not um, a detailed rundown of her history. There is so much more to this. This is the most shortened version that I could possibly offer without kind of going, you know, hours and hours into this information. So a lot more happens. I'm well aware of that. This is just the facts to set you up for the things that I've learnt in the last 12-ish hours. So there is a theory that she was, in fact, killed by the Kennedys to mask an affair that apparently happened. There was a rumor that she was too invested in one of these relationships and to protect the Kennedys um, and their career and, and their politics and all the rest of it, she was killed. There's also a theory that maybe she knew too much and the Kennedys wanted to protect whatever information it was that she knew, so they decided to get rid of her. There is a, another theory that the CIA was somehow involved and they assisted in some sort of cover-up to assist the Kennedys. And then there's another theory that the Mafia were involved and the Mafia killed her to get back at the Kennedys. Is there a lens of truth in this? I don't know, right? I don't know. These are just the theories. There's another theory, and it kind of resonates a little more with me, that her death was a cover-up by her doctors. We have heard of this before. So... This is not too far outside the realm of possibilities because not only was her psychiatrist on scene first, but her GP was there second. Apparently, she had been withholding information or fabricating information between these two doctors, using them both to get these large volumes of sedatives and sleeping pills. So there is this thought process that maybe they both arrived on set, exchanged information, and then went, okay, shit, <laughs> we, we've prescribed this stuff to her. We need to cover this up in some capacity in an attempt to save their own practicing certificates or whatever the hell it is when you're a doctor. And, like, if we just think back to... Michael Jackson's doctor like the these people have access to pretty much whatever they want so it's not outside the realms that they um you know she overdosed because they'd given her too much medication and then they covered it up as a suicide it's not too far outside the realms of possibility so there is a theory that was online in 2017 that claimed at that point there was a possibility that she was alive after this alleged death date 
or maybe was still alive. So, so the theory basically says that her death was staged by her psychiatrist. And in fact, she was admitted into a mental institution. The theory claims that she was put into the institution, which was a New Brunswick um, institution in Canada for about 20 years. She wasn't recognized being put into there because of the um, you know appearance differences. But the person who came up with this theory said that and he's written a book on this, that he was driving from one location to another. He picked up a hitchhiker in Nova Scotica in 1984. And this person that he picked up claimed to be Marilyn Monroe. And she said that she was homeless, frightened, and uh, she was a paranoid schizophrenic. He 99% believed that the woman in his car was Marilyn Monroe. I don't know how that would be possible and whose body then they would be using. However, this guy was pretty adamant. He's written a book about it um, and he claims that he picked up a hitchhiker who happened to be her, which I find difficult to believe. Anyway, it's a theory. There are so many inconsistencies surrounding who was on scene and who wasn't. The timings are all over the shop regarding her death. It's even alleged that FBI were in her home after her death and apparently were removing evidence uh, that related to the Kennedys. And this information comes from one of the police from the police department who arrived on scene at that 4.30ish time in the morning. Apparently they walked in and FBI were already, already there and they're like, how the hell are the FBI here? before we are so there's a theory that the kennedys um got the news it was uh you know the news went up the the chain of command went to the top and then they said well shit we've got to get the fbi in and make sure that there's nothing there that's incriminating in addition paramedics arrived on scene and these paramedics swear black and blue that she was not dead she was in a comatose state alive in the ambulance when they were driving her to emergency oh, i don't know but apparently somebody else in the mix a former driver claims that he arrived the night of and she was alive there was she wasn't dead she was alive and apparently her psychiatrist later came out and said yeah um we did put her in an ambulance and yes she was alive but she died on the way so then we asked them to turn around and bring her body back to the home and then we set the scene up what the fuck it, it, this is a mess there is no consistency in information. You've got the psychiatrist saying one thing one minute, saying something else. You've got the doctor in there, paramedics, police, FBI, the Kennedys. This is a freaking mess. I don't know what happened. I don't think we'll ever truly know what happened on that night. But it's a fucking disgrace. It's a mess and it's a disgrace. But hold, hold tight. It's going to get worse. There is no clear or obvious timeline of these events. We don't know who was there and we don't know who wasn't. Her death was reopened in 1982 and everything was re-examined. The case was then later closed with the same outcome. So if we know everything that we know and we know how inconsistent everything is, I don't know if all of that was weighed up or whether they just re-examined the body and said, oh, look, 
this is the situation. I don't know. This is like what I'm telling you right now is literally 1% of her life story and the details that are available and, you know, the, the documentaries and the autobiographies and all of that type of stuff. So if you are interested in this, it is a wild ride. However, why am I sharing this today? A little bit of information I'm going to share now. It's really kind of set me off about this situation. We only know a little bit, okay? So I'm only going to provide the very small amount of information we do know. On the 6th of December, 2022, which a time of recording was yesterday. And as I mentioned, I had a shit night's sleep because I was researching these two, these two instances of stuff where information has come out and we don't have answers. So I, I was up most of the night thinking about this stuff. Okay, so there are, and these news reports, so I saw this information, I think it was yesterday, and then the news reports came out after I saw the information. So it went out on social media first, and then now it's been followed up with a whole stack of news reports. So if you Google it, you will find this information. But it's fresh, right? It's super fresh. Apparently, the rumors state that her body, in fact, went missing after she died after it had hit the morgue and it went missing for 10 hours. Her body was apparently initially just abandoned in a morgue, a local morgue, and then it went MIA. There are rumors circulating that when her body was found, don't ask me how, don't ask me where, those details are not known yet, she was missing organs. And this impacted the ability of some of the post-mortem testing that they wanted to do. So firstly, where the hell was her body for 10 hours? And what the hell? There was, um, I think they said intestines were missing and part of her stomach or something like that. But what the hell? Okay. It gets worse though. A disturbing rumor attached to that is that in fact, when her body was rediscovered, she was found with six or seven semen samples in her body that we're only finding out about now. Meaning, in the period her body had been missing, it was used for other means. Whether this is true or not is another story. All we know right now is there are suspected rumors that her body went missing for 10 odd hours where what and who is going to come out but that's what we know so far i don't know about the second part i don't know if it's just a rumor i'm seeing it a lot on social media what the actual hell this is so so disturbing it is not even comprehensible there was another small piece to this puzzle that has really disturbed me in her death she was buried in a crypt um, I didn't really know what a crypt was, but it's like one of those locations that have the, um, it's like all marble and stuff. And then it's got like the name and I think the body's inside and you can pull it out. So kind of like on a train trail thing, but they're all sealed, right? So you can't just walk in and go, oh, body. And then push back. Anyway, she's in a crypt. Um, I think I said number 24 um, in a particular crypt. Next to her lies Hugh Hefner, who published her pictures in playboy without her consent so the dude that basically exploited the shit out of her is buried next to her i don't know 
why he was put there or how if she could have her choice again and choose where she was buried pretty confident it wouldn't be next to him but it gets worse there is a crypt above her and there is a man in that crypt who requested to be buried face down his widow was recently interviewed and stated the following he was buried before he was entombed his body was flipped over so he could be buried face down so he could look at her in death for all eternity what so you've got hugh hefner on one side of her and this dude his name's uh richard poncha or some shit like that above her what goes through the minds of these people why can't this woman rest in peace if there is more fucked up shit that happened to her body after she died why can't we let her rest in peace without this shit what goes through this dude's mind firstly what goes through his widow's mind i'm sorry if my husband was being buried next to someone and said i want to be face down so i can stare at her forever i'd just be like we got problems we got big problems Firstly, let's have a chat. Secondly, let me get you a psychiatrist. Like, that is fucked up. And then the funeral home going, oh, yeah, cool, we'll do that. Flip. Please, people. Anyway, this is a really sad story. There is so much more to this that we don't know. We are only finding out this information now. She passed away in the 1960s, and we're in 2022. That is insane. People have held information on this case close to their hearts and now this information is coming out. So stay tuned. Uh, if you want to read a little bit more into this, you can Google it now. You can also look on social media. A lot of people are creating quick TikToks on this and speaking out about how disgusting this is. But I wanted to bring you this today, A, to tell you a little bit about her history because there's the glamorous side of things, but she had a very, very tough life. And then after her death and into the 2020s, we are still seeing this kind of um, exploitation of her in some form. So that's the Marilyn Monroe situation. Okay, so let's put that absolutely tragic story aside. As I mentioned, I was on social media last night and I started coming across some disturbing videos. We all know amazing Britney Spears um, she is was and will forever be an icon for those who maybe aren't as close to her story she um, had a bit of a mental breakdown in the early 2000s and it was prolonged I think you guys might remember you know she shaved her head um, and and it was kind of the the bold Britney and the there's footage of her nearly dropping one of her kids and uh, she was very erratic and needed mental help which I think is quite common with celebrities you get put into this famous world um, everybody passes judgment on you you are exploited you are a cash cow in some instances so I think for a lot of them yeah breakdowns are imminent it's it's only a matter of time basically what happened after her breakdown she was put under a conservatory ship and basically this is where there is legal appointment 
to manage financial and personal affairs. And this usually happens when the individual has been deemed incapable of managing them herself or yourself. And a lot of the times this comes with age or illness. And most of the time it's temporary illness. We know that Brittany was held in this situation for roughly 13 years, which meant all of her decision making at a fundamental level was controlled by her father. In November last year, this um, conservatorship ended. Uh, The court ruled that she could now manage her funds and her life herself, giving her complete control over her life and her finances, importantly, right? So she had worked from, I don't even know, I think it was 16 or 17 when her first hit came out, all the way through till last year and she wasn't seeing a lot of those finances they were kind of entering into an estate and um she was actually had to pay her father to have this control and there was like a monthly sixteen thousand dollars that he was being paid on top of this when her children were with her ex-husband that kevin dude um k-fed whatever the fuck his name was she was paying like twenty thousand dollars a month in uh, child support for the management of the two kids um and then on top of that schooling and tutors and all that type of stuff so a lot of her finances were being spent and she was also earning on top of that i believe she was in vegas and she had one of those um like those vegas you know, like Celine Dion had one for like a period of time. She might still have it. I don't even know. But they put you on tour in Vegas and they just churn through a whole heap of shows. So she had that. It's quite prestigious, apparently. She didn't have a lot of access to funds and she wasn't able to make um, a lot of decisions herself. So there was a free Britney movement that was like an online thing um, and you had people like petitioning outside the court at her court date in November last year when it was overturned and you know people had like pink everything like pink signs and there was confetti and you know people had you know they were cheering and yelling and playing her music there was people everywhere it's 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 pretty cool footage but yeah there was the free Britney movement and it was an online social media kind of uh, riot, if you like. I don't know if riot's the last, like the right word. But basically it was a, a, a support by an overwhelming amount of people. Something like, you know, 90% of people that supported her, um, you know, on this free Britney movement, right? So she's been given control again over her life since this time we have seen her on social media in two forms well three forms if you consider twitter um you've got her tiktok where she posts weird dancing videos of i don't know like it's mainly her just twirling around in like really weird 2000 like clothing and then you've got twitter which she posts really long Uh, voice notes too voice notes just talking about general stuff and then you've got her instagram which is obviously her pictures and she has a tendency to post really long captions like she'll tell stories in them she'll speak about positivity um you know all that type of stuff so those are her three platforms but what we're seeing is um some weird reporting over the past few days so bear with me here right as i kind of explain some of this stuff some of it's small but when it's all put together you kind of go, what's going on here? Kind of like the Avril Lavigne case that I bought you last season. So what we know is her Instagram account is either managed by her or her team. 
she often takes the account down when there are significant things occurring in her life. It was taken down yesterday. There's also this weird name change that occurs on her account and it appears to be when she's running it or her team is running it. So when she's running it, the name on the account is Britney Spears. When her team are managing it, the name on the account is Channel 8 and you see it flick back and forth based on who people believe is running that account. The videos on TikTok are unusual because yes, some of them are different. However, it looks like she's filming chunks of videos in one outfit on one day, different outfit, different day, a whole chunk of other videos. And then they're being posted sporadically. So you'll see something from like last month and she's in a white top and blue tiny shorts. And then you'll see her in something else for the next couple of posts. And then, you know, you'll see her two days ago in the same outfit, in the same location, doing a different dance, like with the white top and blue shorts. Anyway, so there's a theory that posts, well, there's a theory that recording is happening in chunks and then being posted in an effort to try to keep like a currency on her account. Her social media posts have also changed so before the account was taken down it was noticed by fans that she was posting really short notes and there's one of her sister that talks about her love for her sister or some other shit which is weird because she doesn't have a relationship with her sister and the captions were short and definitely didn't sound like Britney like I've said a lot of this stuff can be you know explained However, what has been identified with her over the past however many years is that she has stand-ins. So she's got people that actually stand in for her at different points in time. So there are, um, and look, this has been identified through a few means. So dental, so people are able to see dental changes in the stand-ins, right? So you've got one post that might have one stand-in and she there's one that's got like a big gap in between her two front teeth then you've got another one that's got um like perfectly veneered teeth you've also got uh body differences so there's one that's like really thin um and she's very flat chested and like she's very i don't know what's the word like flat ass i don't know <laughs> like no butt and then she's got really thin arms so she's she's at least a couple of sizes smaller than britney and then um You've got ones with different hair and different things like that. People have picked up on this stuff, right? So what people have been doing over the last, you know, 24, 48 hours is analyzing these accounts and seeing, okay, this is stand-in A. And there's one they even know the name for. There's one that people are like, oh, this is such and such. And she stands in often. She's the one with the gap in her teeth. You're like, I didn't know about this. Anyway, the problem here is her TikToks are old videos. Her Instagram captions and pictures have changed. Posts are showing the stand-ins. In addition to this, her husband posted a birthday video of her a few days ago. It looks like she's holding the phone because you can't see her. And then in the next minute, he's holding the phone and you still don't see her. He's saying something like, oh, um, it's your birthday, happy birthday, baby, it's time to open your gift. And then you hear her say, thank you, baby, thank you, 
And the voice sounds recorded. People have analyzed the voice and they're saying that's either a recording, it sounds like it's coming through a phone, or something else is going on because that doesn't sound like her. They're also noticing movement of tattoos. So in some videos, she's she's the real Britney has a tattoo on the back of her neck. In many videos where she's dancing, that's not there. It's it's weird, right? All this stuff's weird. People are asking the question, where is Britney? And why haven't we seen anything current of her? Old TikToks being recycled. Instagram posts that are not her. Videos that don't show her. Stand-ins being used. People are also going as far as trying to decode some of the videos. And they're seeing her sign certain things. Like, I don't know about that. But what we're seeing is we haven't, we haven't seen her like we haven't seen her what the hell is going on where is she why have we not seen her recently the reason why people are so concerned is because of all these legal issues she's had in the past and mental health concerns and people are thinking has she had another breakdown that there is an even further disturbing thought that's going around social media and that is maybe she's no longer with us um I don't know if I'd go that far, but there's something weird going on, right? Like, why aren't we seeing her? What's happening? Um, and it's not like she's she's not taken a step back from the social media or being a public figure because she loves posting these voice notes and videos and pictures and she's active and she has been for a very long time. Like, she loves this stuff and she's not the type that, you know, we're talking about Avril Lavigne last season and we're talking about how you know she didn't want to be in the public light she just wasn't there for it like she she was like I just don't want to do this Britney has never voiced this she has performed for many many years you know she's a notable figure there's been no thought process for her that's it's been publicized saying I don't want to be in the social media I don't want to be in the public eye anymore for example why don't the facts add up what we've seen in the past is if they don't add up, something else is going on. So this too has just recently blown up. You will see a whole stack of stuff coming out over the next week or so around trying to get a hold of her to show that she is okay. Um, remembering that there were periods where people thought she was being held hostage and being forced to do things she didn't want to do. You know, I fell down the rabbit hole with both of these and I think... They're both iconic, successful, beautiful women, and I feel like society has done them wrong, the media has done them wrong, their production people, their management, their families, like they've just been fucked over. And this exploitation and fear that these people are not okay. You know, Marilyn was not okay in life. And she's still not okay from what we're finding out after she died. If any of those rumors are true and in death with the fucking dude above. Sorry. Nah. Nah. Not on my watch. And now Brittany. Where is she? Why aren't we seeing her? Where is she? So anyway, these are two things that have kept me awake over the past few days thinking you know it's uh, I was awake last night because of it and just shitty night of sleep and then I kind of fell down the rabbit hole last night of Britney Spears and then before that Mar so it's like I'm not one to follow 
the lives of celebrities. It's not for me. But in something breaks that is of this nature, I think it's important that we give it visibility and we speak up and we do in the in the instance of Britney we start asking that question we start asking where is she can we just get a hold of her and make sure that she is physically and mentally okay okay I'm gonna bring you more of these they might not be celebrity related they could just be current events and if you think back to um, season one I talked about the new abortion laws in America which was a very important topic so yeah, as things kind of break, uh, I am somewhat invested more so in matters that affect females. Uh, I <laughs> am a little bit biased, um, but if there is anything that's relevant, I mean, I was going to talk about the absolute douchebag of all douchebags. I'm not even going to say his name because he's like the mis most misogynistic piece of shit that's come out in 2020. If anyone knows who this fuckwit is, or I'm referring to, anyway, all I'm going to say is initials are AT. And look, I was going to do an episode on him, but I just can't be fucked. But um, look, I want to bring you more of this stuff as I find stuff out and give you my opinion and thoughts. So I would love to hear what you think. Are we reading into this shit with Britney? Are we just hyper-focused on her well-being that we literally just read into everything? Or... Is there some shit here that we need to really look into? And with the Marilyn situation, we're going to find out so much more. Stuff is going to evolve. Her death has been one of the most famous and reoccurring deaths as we know it in history. There is always new information popping up, which is fucking disturbing considering she died in 1962. Anyway, I'm going to draw, draw a line there. I could go on all day about these two. I really could. Join me next episode when we go back into our Building a Better You program, if you like. Uh, we dive some more into the ins and outs. And that's probably it for me. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode or you learnt something. I uh, highly recommend learn a bit more about Marilyn Monroe and really really understand this life that she led yeah hopefully we hear from Britney soon in the meantime you can hit me up on my socials at aesthetic vibes pod email me at aesthetic vibes podcast at outlook.com visit my website aesthetic vibes visit my tiktok dr ames kelly um if you're listening <laughs> you're listening to this and you want to see something visual, you want to look at my face, you want to watch me as I use extreme uh, hand gestures, which I do, I seem to, uh, I don't know, I talk with my hands. And I do, whenever I'm looking up, I'm usually thinking. <laughs> I'm grasping at, what's the next word? <laughs> what am I looking for here? So whenever I'm looking up, you can guarantee that I'm, I'm thinking. I don't know. If you are watching, hi. <laughs> um, hopefully it's interesting. Um, my little area is... I need to... Guys, I need to do something with these wires, right? I need my beats because I need to be able to hear myself through my microphone. I don't know. I need to do something. I need to do something. I don't know what. So if you've got any recommendations on my rickety old air conditioner, it needs to be replaced. But 
it's fucking hot in here. <laughs> anyway, with all that being said, um, if you are looking for the video versions, um, they're exclusive to Spotify. So jump on and type in Aesthetic Vibes Vodcast and you will be able to find me there. Uh, that's probably it. So I hope that you have an amazing rest of the week into the weekend and I will catch you in our next episode so until then bye